Hello and welcome to the Intentional Grounding Fantasy Football Podcast. This is our 13th episode, unlucky or lucky, depending on who you are, 13. Um, uh, my name is Noah Downs. I am your co-host. I am rejoined this week after a tumultuous last week um, by Luke Bisson. How are you doing, Luke? I'm doing wonderful. How are you guys doing out there? Uh, well, I don't think we're going to hear. Uh, so, uh, and unfortunately, this week we do not have JoJo. Uh, he has many life things going on. Uh, Luke was not with us last week, uh, as you may have noticed by the podcast that consisted solely of myself. Uh, Luke, what were you doing last week? Oh, I was uh, watching. The future of the NFL? Yeah, I, I was basically having the next center in, uh, for the Cleveland Browns. The center? Oh, my God, he's that big. No, well, he was he was eight five, so maybe more more like a linebacker. For those of you who can't read between the lines, Luke had a baby. It's his second baby though, so we're not clapping for him. Nope, nope. <laughs> Kidding! Congratulations, buddy. Hey, um, thanks. Yeah, so well, well, now that we got an, our intentional grounding family has expanded a little bit, let's actually move on to some interesting things that have happened. Um, as you may have heard. Uh, because, you know, it's not like mainstream news. I'm kidding. It's totally mainstream news. Tom Brady uh, got denied by the Second Circuit Court of Appeals uh, in his Deflategate appeal. Um, now, as, as Luke has dubbed this, this is the curious case of Tom Brady. Or as I like to call him, Timothy Brady. Or as some people call him, Tim Brady. Or as nobody calls him, the good Tim Tebow. Because Tim Tebow sucked. Um... And so, Luke, why don't you talk to us a little bit about what has happened so far in this deflate gate crap? All right. Well, if you rewind everything, uh, all, the, way all to the, the beginning, in the beginning, in the beginning, uh, January eighteenth, two thousand fifteen, at the AFC Championship game, where the Patriots defeated the Colts, uh, forty-five to seven. Soundly. Where, yeah. Well, very soundly. Uh, there, there were play, The balls that were there were considered to be light. Uh, then moving forward, there was quote unquote deflate gate that started and a lot of different issues came down, including, you know, uh, I'm trying to remember who all was fine besides the Brady four game suspension. But I, I do remember that Kraft had to pay a million dollars, a million dollars. Cause he really hurts from that. Right. <laughs> exactly. He literally makes the cheese that I eat. Yeah, and he also had to surrender two draft picks, a first-rounder in, in 16, which we just saw um, uh, not used. Yep. And then they have to give up a fourth-rounder in 17. That's right. Uh, so, And then Brady, he appealed, though, his four games, uh, even though Kraft uh, accepted his punishments. The NFL uh, uh, PA basically came out and said that even though Kraft had sat there and taken the uh, – uh, the punishment and everything, it didn't necessarily mean that uh, Brady was guilty. And they went through an appeals court. He got it taken away, came back. And so finally, what happened here is he took it to the second U.S. Uh, Circuit Court of Appeals where it was denied, and he will have to uh, basically honor the four-game suspension given to him for weeks one to four of this upcoming season. Now, if only we had a lawyer who could analyze the chances of his success for an appeal to the Supreme Court. That that would be the logical next step, and if only we had that. Oh, wait, hold on. We do have a lawyer, and his name oh. is me. Mm. By the way, guys, you can hire me whenever you want. Um, <laughs> so uh, just email us, uh, intentionalgroundingff at gmail.com. So uh, besides a personal plug, so Tom Brady's going to appeal to the Supreme Court of the United States, and for the purposes of not saying Supreme Court of the United States 40 million times in this podcast. I'm going to call them the SCOTUS. Mm -hmm. um, S-C-O-T-U-S. Uh, so SCOTUS is not going to hear this case, which means Brady's going to be out for the first four games of the season. The only way I see SCOTUS hearing this case is if they really take it on as like a labor union case or like an employment law or, you know, kind of labor law. Mm -hmm. um, they're not going to take a case if it's framed as this guy was caught cheating or allegedly was caught cheating or was allegedly cheating or however the New England Patriots are saying it now. Uh, they're not going to take it as if it's like a personal, it's like a man against the world kind of thing. Right. Because they don't care. It's the highest court in the land except for the basketball court on top of the, the uh, White House that Obama built. And uh, mm -hmm. 
I would say they're not going to take petty cases. They don't take personal stuff like that uh, unless it has a much larger application. Now, where they could take it is if it's spun by the NFLPA and with some amicus briefs. Amicus briefs are like friend-of-the-court briefs. They're filed by people who are interested parties, and they have something to say, and they want the court to consider. Um, if, if they have enough stuff saying that this is not a Tom Brady versus the NFL, this is not a one-man versus the world, this is a case about um, labor unions. If they are able to pin this on the labor unions and say that this is about um, draconian measures and um, recourse in labor unions, then I think that it is something that is a very good case. Um, I think the only way that SCOTUS will, to, to summarize, I think the only way SCOTUS is going to take the case is if they sufficiently believe that this is not just a cheating dispute. Uh, they've got to think it's a referendum on due process in labor unions. Okay. And what that means is they, they would want to say, okay, in labor unions, you can't just have the head of whatever labor organization hand down a verdict, in this case, Roger Goodell. They're, they got to say it's a, it's a, it's, you got to go through a trial process that's fair and open and not just draconian measures. Okay. So I have a question for you then. All right. Um, the 5% chance here that anything does happen out of it. Um, if they do uh, go with the uh, labor unions aspect and everything and decide to listen to it, would this give him a stay of his, um, uh, of his punishment or would he have to still set out the first four games? Potentially. Um, it's, a, it's, you know, as, as we attorneys say, it all depends, IAD. Um, what, it really depends on if, on whether or not, and I'm not exactly sure how this works with appeals to the Supreme Court. Um, okay. it, it might be that because it's on appeal, it's stayed until the appeal is ruled upon. Okay. Um, after, I know in some courts, after one um, appeal, they, the verdict is carried through even through the next appeal. But I think in this case, it might be a stay. Which means Brady could play. Because SCOTUS is slow. They, they will not get to it soon. If they take it, they likely will not. Right. And, and it's also uh, to be noted that there are only eight people sitting on uh, SCOTUS right now. That is right, because Scalia died. Right. So they could be looking, even if they do take it, they could be looking at a 4-4 tie. Yeah, which would, I, that would just be weird. Um, they would probably, any way they do it, I think they might remand it, which means send it back down to the lower court for decision. What, the, what they might do is say, here's the rule you should apply, and lower court, you figure it out using this rule. All right. Well, I did a quick check, and I didn't see anyone that was uh, sitting currently on SCOTUS that, are, that is a uh, New England fan. So no. I, I don't know if there's much hope. Well, I, I don't know if there's much hope either, but you never know who Robert who likes cheese, Robert. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, so, so what does this mean then? You know, I mean, uh, you're looking. I think at... what it means is that you're going to draft Tom Brady um, in the eighth or ninth round and pick up somebody in the later, 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 later rounds, or even off waivers to cover for those first four games. I think there's a lot of good likely candidates. Mm -hmm. um, which kind of, you know, if you're looking at it from a dynasty perspective. You've got Brady. You just find somebody to fill in. If you're looking at it from a redraft perspective, which we need to start shifting to because it's mid-July, um, you need to go ahead and start planning. Okay, I'm going to grab Brady here, or and I'm going to grab a player later on, or I'm just going to grab that player in between the two uh, to be my quarterback for the entire season. Um, and I guess that kind of leads us into the next part of our podcast, which is our top 15 quarterbacks for redraft this year. Okay, let's do it. Yeah, so why don't, here's how it's going to work. Listeners, Luke is going to list off his top 15. And then I'm going to list off my top 15. And then we're going to argue. <laughs> I hope so. Um, and uh, we're going to argue because you're wrong about a lot of things, Luke. Yeah, um, <laughs> I understand. And like, neither of us have any bias, right? Um, <laughs> go Hokies. Um, so... I think uh, I, I think it's going to be interesting. Keep in mind, listeners, that Luke is the only one that has both written down. I only have mine written down. I don't know what Luke's are, um, <laughs> so he has a slight advantage. Uh, this is well, this will not be my finest hour, but I will win. All right, uh, Teddy. Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure you'll do just fine. Thanks. All right, so Luke, what are your top 15 quarterbacks in redraft? All right, my first one is Cam. Oh God. I think, I think Cam Newton, number one, is chalk. 
honestly. Mm. Okay. Uh, then I have Rogers. Uh, then I have uh, Andrew Luck, uh, Russell Wilson, Drew Brees, uh, Ben Roethlisberger, Jameis Winston, mm. Carson Palmer, Eli Manning, Philip Rivers. Number 11 is Flacco, but that's just because I got a feeling about Flacco. Um, Bortles is 12, and I know that he was like two last year or whatever, but uh, eh. <laughs> uh, then I have Carr, Matt Ryan, and... Marcus Mariota to finish out 15. God. All right. So my 15 are – my number one is Aaron Rodgers. I love Aaron Rodgers. Go Packers. Um, my number two is probably a little surprise to you. It's uh, Big Ben. Uh, my number three is Andrew Luck. Then I've got Cam. Uh, then Brady. And then that's my top five is – Rodgers, Big Ben, Luck, Cam, Brady. After that, I think it's it's a lot harder to decide between them because they're all kind of a wash. Um, but after that, I would go Breeze, Russell Wilson, uh, Tyrod Taylor, Carson Palmer, Robert Griffin III, Kirk Cousins, Tony Romo, Eli Manning, Derek Carr, and Blake Bortles. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So we have we have some big differences here, which is great. Um, first off, I don't think Cam at number one overall is chalk at all, man. All right. Well, and, uh, and the I, reason I say that is because he he was the MVP last year, and what you're what you're counting on putting him at number one is saying he's going to be put up those kinds of numbers again. I think he'll put up QB one numbers. I think he'll put up top five numbers. But I don't think he'll put up the number one numbers. You got to remember, Aaron Rodgers was missing uh, Jordy Nelson. Big Ben, uh, he benefited from an incredible offense, but he didn't have a uh, dump off in Le'Veon Bell. Andrew Luck had a down year, and then I get to Cam on my list. So I, I think that those those three are going to be ahead of him. I think Cam's still going to be able to run. Plus, he's getting Kelvin Benjamin back. Uh, so I, I understand what you're saying, but. I still say that he's he is going to run his offense. Now Rodgers will give him a run for his money. You know, and I hope that Luck does for as many many shares as I have of Luck. I hope that he gives you that you know that stability, but man, I I, I can't sit there and say that anything's definitive. Yeah. And I'd much rather have Cam. I I'd rather have Aaron Rodgers. That might be because my girlfriend's name is actually Aaron Rodgers. Um <laughs> Um, but and I, so I kind of have maybe a slight bias there, but I do think that the Green Bay offense is going to run through their passing game uh, because Eddie Lacy and James Stark's split is just a mess right now. Yeah, and I I do think that they're going to have to really rely on the pass, and I think Big Ben is going to really benefit from having a healthy Le'Veon Bell to put the um, defense on notice. I mean, if you See, look if you look at Roethlisberger, he's got not only does he have uh, arguably the number one overall in redraft wide receiver, but he's also got a top three, maybe even the number one overall running back. And so I think that that offense is going to be so potent that Cam, I mean, Calvin Benjamin's good. You can't say he's top five. And right, Jonathan with, Stewart's with good, missing, but you can't say he's top five. With them missing out, though, on Martavius Bryant, I mean, they're stuck in there with Coates and, and Wheaton and everything. I mean, he's basically got two people to throw it to. I mean, and, and yes, Ladarius Green is there, but, you know, until we see Ladarius Green uh, do anything, I, I don't want to sit there and just anoint him as the next uh, right. num- number one um, uh, tight end. You well, know, I, I, mean, I do think Ladarius Green and, and the tight end position um, – Carolina does Cam does have uh, ups over uh, the Steelers because I mean Greg Olson is a fucking beast. Excuse my language, but he's a beast. Um, but in terms of running backs, Le'Veon Bell's got the plug. Antonio Brown's better than Kelvin Benjamin. I I I even say that Marcus Wheaton is a wash with Devin Funchess between yeah. the two. I, I, it's a tough. I, one to I would say. agree with that. You know, one I want to make sure that. Le'Veon Bell comes back healthy. I mean, he, yeah. he he tore both his MCL and PCLs. Uh, those ligaments are used for when you dig and you cut. 
to mm-hmm. take a turn quick and everything. So if they don't, if they're not fully healed and everything, uh, he's asking for trouble the way that he runs the ball. Well, I mean, even if Le'Veon Bell is not 100%, you've got D'Angelo Williams, and I'd still take D'Angelo Williams as the number one over Jonathan Stewart. Yeah, okay, fair enough, but that's as long as he's getting the targets and everything. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, Cam Newton can produce with his legs a lot better now than what Roethlisberger could do. Now, Roethlisberger in his day was elusive. Yeah, is a giant elusive thing, which is not something you, you really put together often. Right, but Newton will run, and I think Newton running is going to be where you see the difference. I understand that. Now, now, well, you got Aaron Rodgers is able to run. He often does run. And, and, and Aaron Rodgers is the one person, I think, that could uproot Cam. That's right. Well, I think I, I, I'm comfortable putting Rodgers ahead of Cam. Now, where I, I think the most notable difference between the two of us in our top five, and I think you know where it is. Oh, yeah. And which, which I – you having Brady top five to me makes no sense at all. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, well, it's it's simple. I think that Brady, um, having only tw- going off the discussion we just had, I think that Brady having only twelve games will still be a top five quarterback in terms of points per game, even if he gets zeros for the first four. Yeah, see, and I totally disagree with that. Well, yeah, you know that that right there is perfect board bet material. Let's do it. All right, so I say that Brady ends up a top five quarterback in terms of points per game across 16 games. And I say he doesn't. Put it on the board. Put it on the board. All right, thanks, Matthew Barry, for that. Um, <laughs> but, uh, okay, so the, the loser has to send the other one a pizza. Um, cool. Yeah, I'm going to win that. That's the easiest pizza I ever got, besides the one that I got earlier um, from Brian. Thank you, Brian. <laughs> I was about to say. Uh... <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, God, what was that? That was like Dion Lewis or something? We'll check it out. Yeah, um, I got I got notes over here. <laughs> good, 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 good. I'm glad somebody does. Um, I'm just working off nothing here. Um, but, yeah, so I, I do think that Brady is going to be great. I, I don't think that running game is going to be anything to write home about. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that uh, healthy Edelman – uh, you know, even if you only get Amendola for five games, I think that that offense is going to run through Brady. You got Gronk. I mean, Gronk's 27. He's in his prime. He's mm-hmm. He is going to be amazing. And I think that adding Martellus Bennett, it's, it's just going to be dynamite. I think Brady's going to come back and, you know, frankly, in week five, he's going to destroy your Browns. I think your oh, Browns man. are going to be so pounded into the dirt you're gonna have to scrape week week five if we were playing strictly on week five i would not take any bets with you i guarantee you that Bree's gonna come back see red and just destroy what little is left of my my boys okay well, this, this is a good chance to look at look look a little more into brady let's see so brady's gonna be gone for four games and who <laughs> who are the patriots opponents for this four games now they start out against the Cardinals, which Calius Campbell has already said he's looking at his chops, waiting for Jimmy Garoppolo. Okay. okay. So so then after that, you've got Miami, uh, which they could win, you know, but it, we'll see what happens, though, because, I mean, like, Parker is coming into his own. You know, it, you know they only have a Jai there and everything, but it could be interesting. Soon then they go to, too. Yeah. And then they go to Houston. And in Houston, you know, they've got now, you know, what will be really cool is to see Garoppolo versus Brockweiler. Yeah. Um, Osweiler. Sorry, Bill. I was about to say Brockweiler. <laughs> Hold on. That's his first and his last name. I know. I kind of like it. <laughs> um, but, uh, but, yeah, so, you, so you're going to see those two guys go up against each other, and they've kind of been like, you know, one or the other to see who, which heir apparent was actually going to take over, right. you know, Brady or Manning. So it's been really interesting to see these two kind of mature together. It'll be fun to watch. I think it's interesting uh, but I up there expect... to Debian Clowney and uh, JJ Watt versus Garoppolo. Yeah. Oh man, I, I just hope I, I just hope that we see some. Oh, I just want Nuke to catch some touchdowns that game. Yeah, Nuke will catch touchdowns, but then Patrick Chung will get a pick six or something. That's fine. Okay, so so more than likely, you know, let's let's just give that one to the Patriots. Then they come back to Buffalo, who had a great yeah. uh, defense call in the um uh, in, in 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 the draft. You know, then they've got Tyrod. Then they've Tyrod! got hopefully Sammy's back by then and ready to go. Yeah. You know, 
And if you look, if you you know, if you want to know more about Tyrod, you can listen to last week's podcast where I interviewed him. Absolutely, great interview, by the way. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. It was very short but very sweet. Those are the best ones. So yeah, I think that I think they'll go two and two there, and then uh, the Pats will come back, and Brady will come in, and Brady will score enough points in fantasy for two games. Yeah, he will. Then it's just going to roll over because I mean his next three games are all against AFC North opponents. He's got Cleveland. Then in Week Six he's got Cincinnati, and then it all culminates to Week Seven when uh, they're playing against Pittsburgh. Now I think that I think that Brady has an opportunity to make up a lot of points that he's lost in those first four games through those first three games back because that's true. Cincinnati's defense does not scare you, and neither does. The Steelers. Steelers are a little bit better, but Brady knows how to dissect the defense. He's going to run up yards. He's going to get touchdowns. I mean, that is true. But you said top five, and the problem though is this: you've got players like Cam and and, and Andrew Luck and Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson and Drew Brees and Big Ben. They're all sitting there for those first four games, collecting points and everything that he's not got to play catch up on. You know, yep. So he needs he needs a lot of those two-for-one games and everything to get back. He basically needs to have those first four, first six. He needs to have at least six games that he's one and a half better than the next guy. He needs to have 2007 happen all over again. Well, you know, it could happen. It could. You know, he's got Malcolm Mitchell running out there, so he might. Yeah, I mean, he's got DJ Foster, guys. Let's not forget DJ Foster. <laughs> <laughs> DJ Foster is still here. Keep the dream alive. Go DJ Foster. Man, by the way, if any of our listeners have a connection to DJ Foster, hook me up. I will interview the crap out of this guy. Like, he he will get his spotlight. Anyways, just email us if you got a connection to DJ Foster. All right. So let's move on. We, we've beaten Brady to death. Um, All right. Here's one I got for you. Okay. Where, where is uh, on your, where's the Palmer love? Where's Carson Palmer? I told you. He is right there after Tyrod. And you're li- oh, you move- oh, okay, you must switch it because I have Dalton I, on. Yeah, I switched Dalton out because I realized Dalton sucks. <laughs> okay, sorry, it's my bad. Let's look at the old list then. Up to now. I, right. I like Palmer. I think Palmer's got some great weapons. Yeah, well, um, I, I, I like him this year, and I like him next year. You know, maybe next year. See, this year I like him because uh, this is basically, uh, uh, what's his name? Michael. Oh yeah, um, Michael Floyd. Floyd, Michael Floyd. This is this is Floyd's last year. You know they they did the one year extension on from being a uh, uh, first rounder and everything, and so this is it. So I, I really think talking about gonna... Michael Floyd last year. This is Larry Fitzgerald's last year. Well, yes, yes, but I think Larry Fitz. Uh, I think he's going to start declining anyways. If I have Larry Fitz anywhere, I am riding last year's numbers um, uh, and trying to get a high second round for him. I understand that. Yeah. But this is redraft. No, fair enough. Well, in that case, in this year, I'm going to grab him in maybe the tenth to twelfth round if he's still there. Yeah, I think I think he might. I think I've seen him going higher in redraft um, because people are still expecting last year's numbers, and I'm willing to let them take him because yes, I, I would pushing take some great players down. Like right now, you got Brandon Marshall going in like the second round, um, and while Brandon Marshall had that last year, I don't think he's worth that this year. But anyways, um. Yeah, so Palmer's right there for me. However, uh, I noticed that Tyrod, who is my one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eighth overall quarterback, doesn't even make your list. Nope. The man gave us an interview, Luke. And that is true, and I fully appreciate that. Uh, And it has nothing to do with. Why do you hate Tyrod Taylor? I don't hate the guy. I I just don't know what he has that could take him over the top to make him into that top run. pick. You're talking about running plays with Cam That is, that is true, but you look at, okay, who would you rather have, okay? I'm going to give you this real quick. Yeah. Would you rather have, at number six, Big Ben or from or, or Tyrod? I'd rather have Big Ben, you know that. All right, Jameis, Win- Jameis Winston's my seven. I hate Jameis Winston. Uh, right, but you can't tell me that Tyrod's going to score more points than Jameis Winston this year. I can. You want to put it on the board? I will absolutely put that one on the board. All right. Tyrod Taylor is going to score more fantasy points than Jameis Winston in 2016. Who do you take? I take Tyrod Taylor. I take Jameis Winston. All right. Put it on the board. Put it on the board. All right. Cool. Okay. I'll write that one down, too. Good. So, I mean, I think Carson Palmer is going to score more points. Yeah, I'm not going to need to buy pizza for like a month. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, like, 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, I just can't, I can't fit him in. I, I, I easily can. You know why? Because <laughs> James Winston is not that great. <laughs> uh, there's the train. Hold on, let me take a beer. <laughs> but I, but I, but I like the offense better in Tampa Bay, and I think that that offense with Dirk Cutter now as the head coach is going to uh, just make itself work with um, uh, with Jameis's like his strengths. Yeah, I understand that. I, I know what you're saying. I understand why you're saying it. Um, I just I'm I've never been really high on Jameis, even <laughs> even when he came out as a rookie. Was uh, the crab thing? It, you know, it's the crab thing. I mean, like, who trusts a guy that steals crab legs? You can just buy crab legs. Dude, I mean, you're going for an NFL contract. Just buy the freaking crab legs. Well, I, I, to me, it sounds like it, they were kind of handed off to him. You know? Oh, yeah, but I mean, I mean, but I know what the media says. Um, <laughs> we are the media. We got to go with the media. Stick with our yeah, You and those interviews, you know all. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so where does where RG3 fall on your list, Mr. Browns? Oh, okay, RG3, and this is as a Browns fan, okay? He's, I want he's number him, 10 I, for me. I want him to be number 10. Okay. okay, but uh, I, he's like 27 for me. He's he's way down. What? 20, <laughs> serious? 27. All right, I've got I've got two words for you. Why Tyrod Taylor? Three? No, wait. Four words for you. Why Tyrod Taylor will not be number 27? Well, he will at oh. least be higher than that. I was talking about RG3. I mean, RG3, my bad. <laughs> okay, I was like, well, I'm not talking about Tyrod. Tyrod Taylor! Um, why RG3 will be will be better than 27. All right, shoot me. What's up? Corey Coleman. Uh-huh. Isaiah Crowell. All right. Yeah, uh, I don't even care about I mean, we're going to get into Isaiah Crowell later. But Corey Coleman, like, come on, dude. Richard Higgins, you're a Browns fan. Right. The How am I carrying this torch more than you are? I'm, I'm going to give you a name, Josh McCown. I think right Josh now, McClown? right now, I guarantee you, he's a better all-around quarterback than what RG3 is. Yeah, but I mean, we have Hugh Jackson. Hugh Jackson is the quarterback whisperer, and he likes RG3. Right now, he does absolutely. You know, and and he will until he starts feeling a little bit of heat. You know, I, I will concede that Hugh Jackson's system. Is not built for RG three skill set. Mm-hmm. I think RG three is the band aid on the broken arm that is the quarterback position until next season when they draft one in the first round. Mm-hmm. I think he's just there as a PR stunt. I think they're hoping they find a, some kind of like you know treasure trash thing and everything. But if he doesn't pan out, they barely put anything into him, and they can ship him out. And then they can have Josh McCown start for one more year while uh, they, you know, while they got Deshaun Watson in here, let's say. Well, I mean, I could see that. I could I could totally see that. However, I will say that uh, RG3 has a good arm. Mm-hmm. And he's got some good legs. Well, he had good legs. He had good legs. He had good legs. Now, he still has quite a good arm from what I understand. Yeah. Um, it's all really going to hinge within 30 days. We'll know the fate official of fate of one Joshua Gordon for the 2016 season. Oh, we and, will, won't we? And none of us are really holding out hope that he's going to come, but the, having Gordon there, I think would help the situation. Yeah. I mean, I think the Baylor connection between Coleman and Gordon will, will definitely boost RG three. Well, not only that, but you're also going to get a You're going to get a wide receiver back in the game that has actual game time. Um, that's also a high-profile wide receiver. Right. You know, the guys that they have starting right now, two out of the three expected starters um, are rooks. All right. With, how, are you confident enough that – do you think Josh McCown is going to start this year? I think that he's going to end up starting at some point. I'm not saying he's going to start the season. I think they really want to give RG3 a shot. Mm-hmm. Um, but you think he, RG3 fails and Josh McCown comes up? Yeah. All right, how about this? I say that RG3 outscores Josh McCown in turn fantasy points this year. Oh, I do too. I do ah, too. Dang it. I was trying yep. to run another oh, portion. Yeah, no, I know. I, I, I need I'm, another I'm pizza. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I honestly think that you're going to be – you're going to see RG3 probably stay in there until like maybe weeks 10 to 12. But as soon as they start to get to the end of the season and they've got the – they're going to they're gonna try to suck so they can get that 
first overall pick to make sure that they get Deshaun Watson. Right. I get that. I haven't, I haven't figured out what their little slogan's going to be, like, suck for luck for him, though. Suck for luck. Mm. That's terrible. Hey, that's that's what it was the year. I know. That, uh, he did it. <laughs> uh, well, but, I okay. this. So, so, talking about RG3, let's talk about the guy that I have next on my list at um, 11 who mm. pushed him out of the NFC East. Kirk Cousins. Cousins had a great year last year. He reminded me, though, a lot of uh, what you saw in Bortles, where there was like almost this perfect storm of stuff. Because even though you had players like uh, uh, Deshaun Jackson on the sidelines and everything, he was getting great production from like Crowder and um, from Jordan Reed. And you need to have that happen again, plus get everyone else on the same page for him to you know do as well and everything. So I'm just expecting a little bit of a, uh, a recession from him. Where do, where do you have Cousins on your list? I do not have him at all. That's right. So I have him at 11. Yep. And the reason I have him at 11 is not because I think Cousins is an exceptional talent. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Michigan State fans. He's not. Um, I'm a Redskins fan. I must concede that our, our quarterback is not an exceptional talent. But looking at who he has to throw to, mm-hmm. he literally, I think, has the best the best receiving core, including tight ends and running backs, in the NFL. And I I don't even – I mean, I don't even think it's close. He's got Deshaun Jackson, Jackson and Pierre Garçon and Jordan Reed as his starters that everybody's going to draft this year. And then his backup cast of characters includes Josh Doxson, who could very well push his way on. You've got Jameson Crowder, who is very talented. Mm-hmm. You've got – um, Niles Paul, who was an incredibly talented tight end, who was pushing Jordan Reed for some time two years ago. And Derek Carrier wasn't half bad himself. In, and in Vernon long. Davis. Oh, that's right. Davis is there now, too. Yeah. Man. Yeah, no, like, the receiving core, that's just the people who are designated receivers. Mm-hmm. Then you've also got Matt Jones, who has great hands. And you've got Keith Marshall, who has great hands. And Chris Thompson, who is just a hands running back. He's just a third down back. <laughs> I mean, that's all he is. He's he's useless besides that. Sorry, Chris. I know you totally listen to this podcast, but I I honestly think the Redskins are going to throw the ball at like a three to one rate because God knows they can't run it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I I that's why I think Kirk Cousins is going to be at least a QB one in twelve team leagues, if not a top 10 quarterback by the end of the season. I I will say to you that um, uh, Deshaun Jackson for me is a very, very sneaky high wide receiver too this season. Yeah. What about Garcon? I'll take Garcon as maybe a wide receiver three, but for me, Deshaun Jackson, he's going to be the guy that's going to make the, he's going to make the engine run smooth there in Washington. You know, while we're on the topic, uh, by the way, uh, another reason I think Cousins is going to be, um, so high is because the Redskins are going to be playing from behind a lot. Um, yeah. But uh, while we're on the topic, I just want to throw a, a PSA out there, guys. So there is this phenomenon I've noticed where in the average draft position, Jordan Reed is going in the second round of redraft leagues. Mm. That can't happen. No. I just want everybody to know that that is how you lose your dynasty league. Jordan Reed is great. No, not even just dynasty, redraft league. That is how you lose your league this year is if you take Jordan Reed in the second round. He's not that good. He's I mean, right. He is that good. He's got the talent for it, but his health is, and the value at taking him in the second doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Just don't, don't do that. Choose other options. I, I I would let someone else take him unless he was there. Like the fifth would be the first I'd even look at his, you know, in his direction. Right. Uh, and for me, it's around the sixth, too. So, I mean, like, I think that that's about right around the range, the fifth or the sixth. I, I'd rather yeah. take Ertz um, in the uh, 11th or 12th where he's going now. I'd rather take Ebron in the 14th. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'd even rather take ASJ. Because I guarantee you, with that little spat that happened on the field, his uh, ADP has dropped. Yeah, ASJ's not going. ASJ's not drafted right now in a lot of ways. Oh, then I would ju- I would just sit there and I would wait and I just snag him off waivers because I like Cameron Brait, but I'm telling you, ASJ is going to be the guy opening day. Yeah, 
Anyways, well, not I didn't want to get off off on the quarterback, so let's let's go let's head back to that. Sorry, I just wanted to do a little PSA before I forgot about it. Let's see if let's see if the intentional grounding bump can fix that, guys. Um, so I talked about Robert Griffin III. We talked about Cousins. Next on my list, I've got Romo Eli rounding up the uh, NFC East, and then Carr and Bortles. Mm-hmm. Yep. What do you see issues? Uh- now the only one, the only one that I have an issue with on this list is Romo, and like I like like I said earlier to you all before we started uh, uh, recording, what are you it's, talking it's, about? we don't talk outside the podcast. <laughs> it's 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 it has nothing to do with, uh, with with him as a player. I think he's gonna score points. I think he's gonna do just fine. The problem is, is I see him not playing all sixteen games. Yeah, you know, I mean. It's the same reason that I don't have Brady on my list. I mean, I'm, I guarantee you, people out there are going to be floored with not having him in the top 15. But when you're sitting there and you've got to account for, you know, one quarter of the games is zero, I just can't do it. But anyways, back to um, Romo. He's going to miss three games. I don't think he misses three games. I think he plays at least so great more than 13 games. I think he plays at least 14 games. Okay. I, I, I think he plays less than that. All right. Now, when we say plays, are we talking starts or complete game? Uh, well, I'll give you just starts. I think he starts 14 games. All right. Sounds I like we're shaping up a board bet. Yeah, I think so, too. I, I'm, man, I'm, I've got to write all these down all of a sudden. Yeah, you do. I, I mean, I'm going to need my pizza. I, uh, there's a place <laughs> here in town called Belmont Pizza. You, uh-huh. you need to get them to send me some pizza. By the way, uh, if Belmont, anybody from Belmont listens to this podcast, I mean, send me some pizza. Man, uh, ever since my Castlevania days, I've loved the name Belmont. Isn't that amazing? Anyway, so yeah, I say that Tony Romo starts at least 14 games this season. And I say he plays 13 or less. Well, you're wrong. Bored. Bored. <laughs> God, Matthew Derrick's going to sue the crap out of us. I don't think he can. He, he can. I'm an intellectual property attorney. He can. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So I think that that's that's our list. Just to cover it again, who do you have? Just um, real quick. Okay, on my list, my top 15, uh, Cam, Rogers, Luck, Wilson, Breeze, uh, Big Ben, Winston, Carson Palmer, Eli Manning, Philip Rivers, Joey Flacco at 11, uh, Blake Bortles, Derek Carr, Matt Ryan, and Marcus Mariota to round it out. And for me, I have Rodgers, Big Ben, Luck, Cam, Brady, Breeze, Wilson, Tyrod, uh, Palmer, RG3, Cousins, Romo, Eli, Carr, Bortles, and not Joe. I don't have anybody to throw to Flacco. Anyways, sorry, just wanted to throw that out there. All right, so um, I want to go ahead and actually tell me about why you put Joe Flacco on your list. Oh, dude, Joe Flacco is my darling this offseason, dude. Oh, God, don't call him darling. Jesus, dude. <laughs> he is going to come in, and, I mean, he has got Trestman sitting there waiting for him to come back from his injury. It's just going to be beautiful. He's going to pass all the time. He's going to be huge. He's going to be huge. Now, here's the here, – I don't think he's going to be huge. Okay. Um, I think that he's going to be serviceable. Uh, I, I mean, who do you think he's going to throw to? Well, uh, let's see. I think he's actually going to do well with Kamari again like he did last year. I think that you're going to see him actually connect with one Mike Wallace in the red zone, for which Mike Wallace, when he was playing with his last quote unquote real running or real quarterback in uh, Roethlisberger, mm-hmm. uh, had a 67% conversion rate from 10 yards in for a touchdown. That's Big Ben. We've already talked about how awesome Big Ben is. That's true, but we also know that Joe Flacco can get it done. Mike Wallace is also lazy and takes routes off. Yeah, but he doesn't have a quarterback to blame it on now, so he's going to have to work at it. I mean, okay, okay. I, I don't see it, but okay. <laughs> You're entitled to your freaking opinion. <laughs> well, we shall see. You know what? You know what? I think it will be a nice board bet. We've already this, this one may actually give one back to you because I don't want to have all this pizza you're going to send me. Oh, I, right. Yeah, okay. I will give you one more board bet. I will give you Flacco wins out against Cousins. 
You think Flack? You so you're saying that Flacco has a better fantasy season than Kirk Cousins? Yep. God. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm trying to see if there's a way that I can make this even better. How about this? <laughs> Double or nothing. All right. Flacco. No, Cousins has a better fantasy season than Flacco by 25 points. All right. Double or nothing. All right, cool. Two pizzas. Two pizzas right on that one. <laughs> All right, let's get out of this topic before I like, go bang. All right, so I want to take a second uh, to have you t- uh, check out our title apparel sponsor. They're Savage. Um, they're the ultimate apparel company. Uh, they kill the jersey game for sports teams around the country, and their branded merchandise has some serious flavor. With both national and local level partnerships among a variety of sports, including football, soccer, ultimate frisbee, disc golf, dodgeball, quidditch, and more, they're ready to get the, you the gear you need. Savage produces brand and customizable apparel for the active lifestyle, and you need to check them out because they're offering an exclusive coupon code to our listeners that you've heard about to get 15% off online purchases. Uh, you can use the coupon code WookieTD at www.savageultimate.com to get some awesome new gear. Yeah, that was good. Um, and if you don't see something you like, they've got full custom options to get you exactly what you need. And so also, we said this twice, but keep on doing it. Stay tuned for some exclusive intentional grounding apparel made by Savage to be released in the future. They're going to have something from us that's going to be available on their website that you can purchase so you can rep us out in the real world. Um, again, don't forget to use, use that coupon code Wookie TD W O O K I E T as in Tom D as in Dalton at www.savageultimate.com to get 15% off your online orders. Now, just to plug, guys, real quick, Savage. If you if you just want to like see what get a cheap like what is Savage about? They they sell this thing called the seven dollar jersey, um, seven dollar shirt. It's seven bucks. It's great. It's a wonderful shirt. Try it out. Um, they're they're a wonderful company, and they sponsor a lot of great teams. Um, so just go ahead and check out our apparel sponsor, uh, and go ahead and hit that up. All right. So moving on. Now that we've talked about Savage, you can check out their stuff on also on our um, Twitter. Let's do something that Luke came up with, because uh, Luke is a smart man, and Luke likes to sit around at home and think because he has a baby now that <laughs> he has nothing better to do. It's true. <laughs> it's so true. And so this segment is going to be called Team Stories versus Luke's Imagination. So what oh, we boy. did for this segment is uh, we we pulled off some real coach speak, some team stories, and then Luke went ahead and got drunk and wrote down some uh, potential what could be coach speak or real stories. And he did pretty good. I mean, some of these sound like they could be very real. Um, man, just drunk Luke just churned stuff out. So it does. God, uh, it's that baby. Um, it makes you creative. So <laughs> what we're trying to highlight here is that as we're getting into training camp, you're going to hear a lot of what we like to call coach speak. And what you need to be able to do is to sift through what is coach speak and what is actual news that you need to take action upon. Um, last year, for instance, we had coach speak. Of, what was some good coach speak from last year? Oh, boy. From I, last got one. Year, I, got one. I got one. Um, got some good coach speak from last year was that uh, EJ Manuel and Tyrod Taylor were neck and neck. Mm-hmm. They were not. Just want to throw that out. They were not. Um, some actual news that you need to take action upon was that Zach Zinner was looking great in the preseason. Yeah, and until all of a sudden his, uh, his rib cage left. decided to go into his lungs. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, what I, what I, yeah, sorry, I need to. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah. All right. So what I'm trying to say is we're trying to help you sort through this time that's coming up. You need to be able to sort through what his coach speaking was not because people right. are going to take Roto World blurbs that is their coach speaking, try and trade you players or try and take players from you based on that to try and either sell high or buy low. And you need to be able to turn through that in order to make the best decisions. In fact, sometimes you can use this to your own advantage showing what his coach speaking was not. Mm-hmm. Um, and either buy low or sell high. So, Luke, why don't you go ahead and hit me with some of these stories, and we'll figure out what's real and what's not. You went over them with me earlier today, 
Right. But uh, one, I don't one, remember. <laughs> it's okay because one of them I told you wrong. Oh. Oh, so, good. So you lied to me. Oh, oh yeah. Well, you know, you can't it's have a good relationship with God. It's called <laughs> Luke speak. All right, let's see the first one. Okay, here's a good one. Right. Kenny Bell is on the roster bubble. Okay. Um, Kenny Bell is a wide receiver for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That is correct. He's a dynasty darling. Yeah, and he is officially sitting um, uh, as the potential fifth wide receiver in a battle with, uh, what is it, Die. Dante Adai. Dante Adai. So it's between those two guys. There's Humphreys. Humphreys. Yep. Humphreys is there. Uh, now, Lewis Murphy is also still there, but he's not even on the list. They're saying he's already bumped. Yeah, I think. I think So is that is that Coach Speak? That is Coach Speak. Okay. I think. I, so this is a great example of Coach Speak. I love Kenny Bell. Luke loves Kenny Bell. Oh, yeah. I, I think that this is one of those instances where coach is saying something in order to motivate a player. Um, and in order to motivate a player to show up more in practice, when they're not really on the bubble, they're going to get another chance. Mm-hmm. Um, because they have the talent, there, or they have the draft stock or something. So this is one of those things you need to ignore, because you, we have solid evidence from before that Kenny Bell is a good player that the Bucks like. Right, you know, he he was he injured himself, had a red shirt freshman year and everything, but you know, the fro is coming back and I mean, yeah. man, he, his hair is glorious. Good god. Um, uh, second one, uh Duke Johnson is about to arrive according to uh Hugh uh, Jackson. Uh, essentially basically he has come out and said that uh based on how the offense is going to run and everything, he thinks he's just going to have a spectacular, he's going to explode. And uh, I'm seeing things that kind of say he will. All right. So um, I think that this is coach speak. Uh, Did you make this up? Oh, well, uh, to a certain point, he did come out and say that he feels that both of his running backs are going to do well. Yes. Uh, Hugh Jackson did come out and say that. um, But – the part that I wasn't lying about is in my projection model and everything. As we were talking about earlier, uh, he's looking to score over twice as many points in that model as um, uh, Isaiah Crowell. And the only other person that even registers was Terrell Watson, even though there's like three other running backs on the uh, team. Well, what I would say is that um, to this, this is a good example of uh, Luke lying to us. Um, yes. But uh, using the kind of projection model thing, uh, Isaiah Crowell's been in the news a lot lately, and we won't get into that. But So this might be a good time to buy low on Duke Johnson or get him in the later round. Um, so, yeah, I'm glad to hear that this is not coach speak. Yeah, I'm pretty sure – oh, man, I put him on the spot. But last year as a rookie, he had the second most receptions as a, uh, a running back. I think it's pretty close, yeah. So, I mean, so the ability is there. Uh, the only thing that I question with him taking over and becoming the lead back is, is he going to be able to handle it? Because he does have slight injury concerns. Wasn't like the number one running back in terms of catches last year, something stupid like Bilal Powell or something? Something like that, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, all right, next one. All right. We're done with that one. All right, here's an easy one for you. Nice little layup. Ocho Cinco trying to coach for the Browns. That is true. That is that is not that is not just coach speak, but that is true. Mm-hmm. Um, he I is, just like that one because it's funny how he did it. He totally asked on Twitter, and <laughs> it totally worked. They're like, yeah, sure, why not? I mean, whatever. I mean, what's great is he's coming in not only as like a as a wide receivers coach, but it's specifically for route running. That's awesome. You know, I mean, it's, well, it's if just, anybody knows about it, it's him. Yeah, absolutely. That's how he made his uh, his money. I guess the CFL didn't work out. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> oh, wait, right. the money there? Calgary. Go ahead. Doug Peterson likes both kickers on his team uh, and may keep both going into the season. That's crap. That is crap, but he has said that both guys that he has, which is Sturgis and uh, and Parkey, both of those guys, he hasn't decided who he wants yet, and he hopes to have that decided by the beginning of the season. 
Guys, so, I just want to take this opportunity to tell you that if you're looking at the um, Roto World or whatever blurb on kicker, such as Caleb Sturgis, Cody Bargey, uh, Stephen Hauschka, or Goskowski or any of them, <laughs> you're playing fantasy wrong. You don't care. It, they're kickers. They're right. kickers. Honestly, personally for myself in a redraft, there's three positions that I stream at all times, sometimes four. Let me guess. Quarterback, tight end, kicker, defense. Yes. Sometimes if I don't have a top six quarterback week in and week out, I will stream them. I'm always streaming my tight end, and I'm always, always, always streaming kicker and defense. Yeah. Good man. How much money do you win every year? Or how many many Fruit Loops do you win? I, I I eat well. <laughs> good man, good man. Not 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 in our board bet, it's, but uh, no, 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 it, no. It's good that it's good that you have other means of. Right, you know that's how that's how that's how I you know cash it out and everything. Checks and balances. Yeah, exactly. All right, next one. All right, for our final one. So the news came out that Carlos Williams came into um, uh, OTAs and everything about twenty five pounds heavier than normal. That is true. I know that's true. And uh, in fear of him be turning into another Eddie Lacy, fat Eddie Lacy, the team has decided that as of right now the backup is one Jonathan Williams. Hmm. Well, I would want that to be true, but that is not true. That is not true. The article did state, however, though that both him and Mike Gillespie, Gillisley, Mike Gillisley, Gillisley, man. Mike Gillisley could Cole both be seeing time. Yeah, I like that name. Okay, <laughs> could both be seeing time uh, due to this, though, unless he gets his uh, weight in, under control. So this is something that could happen going forward, but it's only 25 pounds, and I mean, we've seen guys drop more, more drastically. I mean, look at what, what Eddie Lacy did. With so, uh, so yeah, so those three that I uh, kind of just took one step farther, and two of them that were real. So you can see, folks, where you could easily fly off the handle and make a decision based on coach speak. And it's hard to figure out what is coach speak and what is not, but hopefully we've outlined a few tools to help you decide that. Actually, just a heads up, um, today news came out that LaShawn, while we're on the topic of Carlos Williams, LaShawn McCoy will not be charged in the case that we were discussing. So I think he does start the season, and he is the running back. Um, I think Carlos Williams gets first shot at backup. But man, I love Jonathan Williams. Oh, yeah. And not only does he not get anything from the Philadelphia police, he is also not being punished from the NFL whatsoever. Yeah, so LaShawn McCoy is a safe go for at least two weeks until he, you know, <laughs> wraps the bed and Carlos Williams comes in and he eats a cheeseburger and the Jonathan Williams is good. Yep, and that Mike Gillisley guy. Gillisley. I said it right. I know. Okay, so to uh, to wrap this up, though, I actually got one question that I saw on uh, some message boards that I wanted to ask you because okay. you haven't seen it at all yet. We're going and, off uh, the script here. I'm, I'm not comfortable. We are going off the script, but it, it's pretty simple. Um, and the reason why I want to bring it up is because it's a dynasty, okay? Oh, good. But it was very interesting what the guy, um, uh, he had he had a trade where he needed to drop one person because he's only in a 20-rostered, uh, a 20-player rostered team. Oh, my God. You know, the league that's the best yeah, Yes, it's it's okay. So my, my actually my first post to him was, my first question is, why are you in this league? Um, oh, but once we got past that, the four people that he was going to drop, okay, the, he only had to drop one. His four options were the following. At running back, it was Jarek McKinnon. At wide receiver, it was Mike Wallace, Leontay Carew, or Malcolm Mitchell. Okay. Now, this is Dynasty. Okay. 20-man rosters. 20-man rosters. Who would you drop? Wow. Well, Carew is safe. Mitchell is safe. So for me, that becomes between McKinnon and Wallace. Mm-hmm. Um, and McKinnon is the backup to Adrian Peterson, who has been largely healthy um, in the recent years. But 
still older. Um, and there's also, I think the Purple Sloth is still there, Matt Asiata. Um, so, but then Mike Wallace, I don't have any faith in. Uh, and how old is Mike Wallace? 28? 28? He's up there. He's, he's on his fourth team. Yeah. I would... I would drop Wallace because okay. you've got Carew and Mitchell as your receivers and then keep the running back McKinnon, although I think you end up dropping McKinnon next year. Okay. Uh, the answer that I sent in and uh, that was completely blown up, by the way, like people weren't a fan of it, uh, was that if he was a uh, contender to try to stick with Wallace... I agree with that. Um, but unless he was a for sure contender to drop him, uh, because everyone wanted him to drop Carew. What? What? Now, uh, to a certain point, I understand it. Um, I because it, it's a 20 man roster. There's no, it's, it's on um, ESPN, so there's no uh, taxi squad spots or anything like that. So uh, he basically would be giving up a potential red shirt position to somebody who could do something um and uh, so for me i understand it from that aspect but the problem is is i am a huge lacrue uh, i'm a leonte carew uh fan okay as he as a matter of fact i was just watching something today it was amazing it was an hour and 15 minute long um uh with matt waldman his uh thing that he does uh, is a uh, uh, boiler room yeah where he did a an hour and 15 with matt Harmon, where they sat and they went over like the play of um uh, leonte crew it, it it was it was incredible uh they show how he you must be really bored with that baby dude <sighs> <I have> no, <laughs> idea. no idea but uh but he is so good with press and which is funny because both uh jervis landry and um, uh, parker are both not good with press coverage yeah and because of that that is the number one reason why I think you're ultimately going to see Carew become the X. Yeah. So, uh, I think that's awesome. I, I mean, for me, I mean, Carew is the most valuable player there. I, I personally, I totally agree. Mitchell you know, gets the nod because of his draft position this year, although I think he's eventually droppable. McKinnon right, you is know, a holdover McKinnon, from... Absolutely. McKinnon is going to be the next um, uh, Christine Michael. Right. And for me, Mike Wallace was good. He won me a, my first ever fantasy championship. And, <laughs> but that was when he was with the Steelers. And uh, he's now like 28, 29, and he needs to not be yeah. doing things on my fantasy team. So, yeah. yeah, that's how I'd answer that question. Drop Mike Wallace. Sorry, Mike Wallace. Mike Wallace, if you want to come on this podcast and defend why you should not be the one dropped, contact us at intentionalgroundingff at gmail.com. Think he'll do it. I would totally love to do that. Yeah, <laughs> Anyways, well, I think that's our show for the day, don't you? Yeah, I think that's good. Thanks a lot for uh, giving me a little bit of a reprieve, and uh, I'm glad to be back. Yeah, I'm glad to have you back, and I'm glad to be earning all of these wonderful pizzas I'm going to eat. Um, so if you want to uh, email us any questions uh, or you know, follow us on Twitter, follow, email us at intentionalgroundingff at gmail.com. What's that, Luke? Intentional groundings at ff at gmail dot com. I mean, even if you want to sit there and you want to disagree with us, just you know, throw us out an email. I'll respond. Do something. Yeah, intentional grounding ff at gmail dot com. And if you want to follow us on Twitter, I am at grounding ff. Luke is at intentional underscore g. And Jojo, our erstwhile and third man, is at Jojo L Mags. Uh, you can follow all of us. Please do follow all of us and uh, retweet what we got. Please leave us a review on, on iTunes if you enjoy our podcast. If you don't enjoy our podcast, share our podcast with your enemies and have them review us. Um, and uh, I think that's everything. Uh, like we said, as you get into your redraft leagues, we before we had a rookie draft program, and now we're, let's extend it to our redraft program. Uh, if you are in the midst of a redraft uh, draft, let us know. Shoot us a text or something. And we can talk strategy with you. We're 100% comfortable spending some time helping you plan out what you should be shooting for depending on your scoring um, and how we value players differently depending on if it's PPR or not. 
So, Absolutely. Yeah, please send us messages. We're, we're willing to help you. Just tweet at us. We'll help you break that tie, hopefully. Um, but, yeah, so looking forward to talk to you all. Thank you so much for listening. For I am Noah Downs uh, signing off, and he is Luke Bisson. Thank you so much, guys.